good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off, like we always do, with that nationwide daily COVID report. The country registered 24 more COVID-19 fatalities and 8,078 new cases during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced Thursday morning. This compared with the 19 coronavirus-related fatalities and 7,587 new cases reported on Wednesday morning. The 24 new fatalities were between the ages of 46 and 96 year old. So as we said, 8,078 new cases with 2,822 probable cases by way of ATK, 24 deaths, 225 cases were from abroad, and out of the 82,760 patients, 41,861 are in hospital. Now, Chonburi Public Health Office were reporting 334 new cases and one death. Most new cases are in Chonburi City, 68, Siracha, 72, and the uh, Patia area, which had 89 cases. There are now 4,105 patients in care. And the Phuket Health Office, where the great Phuket Sandbox resides, reported 516 new cases, out of which 332 are local and 184 are from abroad. There were no deaths. There are now 3,561 people in care. And we'll move along to the first story of the day. Thailand plans to regulate, limit cryptocurrency payments for goods and services. The Finance Ministry, Bank of Thailand and Security and Exchange Commission have agreed to a plan to regulate and limit the use of cryptocurrencies as a means of paying for goods and services to prevent such transactions from affecting Thailand's financial stability and economic system pending public hearings on the matter. The planned regulation and limitation is just one of the measures being considered by the three state agencies aimed at curbing the booming digital asset business in Thailand, which is quickly expanding in line with global trends of paperless and seamless financial transactions. According to three state agencies, digital asset operators have expanded the scope of business by advertising and offering payment services through the use of cryptocurrencies, which may lead to wider use of such digital assets as a legal tender for payments of goods and services. The need to curb their operations is to prevent risk from loss to the investor caused by a high volatility of the value of cryptocurrencies and the need to increase potential of the financial system. The three agencies admitted, however, that some digital assets, which are useful financial innovations and do not pose a risk to financial or economic systems, will receive their support, but regulations must be put in place to curb cryptocurrency operations. The SEC Secretary-General said, however, that public hearings will be held to take opinions from stakeholders about the services provided by digital asset operations and the proposed curbs by the three state agencies. And next up, tens of thousands of drivers in Bangkok face fines for encroaching onto zebra crossings. Bangkok's Tonglor Traffic Police plan to notify over 25,000 motorists and motorcyclists who are caught by surveillance cameras encroaching on zebra crossings at the Asok Sukhumvit intersection to pay their fines. 
Spokesman for the Bangkok Metropolitan Administration said today that the city and the Tonglor police have introduced AI technology to collect information about traffic violators at the intersection. Within one month of the AI technology entering use, he said 25,094 drivers were detected encroaching onto zebra crossings, even though the crossing has been expanded and painted in red and white, with an off-limit zone warning sign, notification of penalties and a speed bump to slow down vehicles turning left into Sukhumvit Road. He also said that the deployment of AI technology is intended to ease burden on traffic police so they don't have to be stationed at the intersection to remind motorists and motorcyclists of the need for road discipline. If the Asok model is successful, it will be used at other road intersections in Bangkok. The deputy superintendent of Tonglor Police said an average 1,000 drivers each day encroached onto zebra crossings at the Asok Sukhumvit intersection. Beginning on February 1, he said he will serve notice to about 30,000 alleged violators to pay fines. The police's sudden activeness followed a high-profile fatal accident in which a doctor crossing a Bangkok road was killed by a crowd-controlled police officer on his big bike last week. Currently, maximum fine for the offence is 1,000 baht. The Royal Thai Police is proposing an increase to 4,000 baht. So this is all stemmed from the tragic death of a doctor last week who was hit by a uh, police, an off-duty police officer on his big bike as he sped through the uh, zebra crossing. Now, this is of course the reaction to it all, but at the end of the day, I have two thoughts on this. Firstly, the whole idea that they're going to issue fines and they talk about, well, that's perfectly fine. And they talk about, well, the police now, you know, we're going to use this AI technology so the police don't have to stand there. The police don't stand there. I mean, this police commissioner or police, whoever is talking about this, police don't stand there trying to tell people what they should and shouldn't do. In fact, the police are some of the biggest offenders on these zebra crossings, as has been seen from pictures that have surfaced on social media over the last couple of days. Police at traffic intersections here in Thailand mainly are there to direct traffic and change traffic light colours. That's what they do. They certainly don't implement traffic laws and they don't certainly pull people over because they pass through a zebra crossing without stopping. That is a fact. Now, there's plenty of laws in Thailand regarding every traffic offence. And if they want to sort this problem out where people are trying to cross the road and are being hit by cars or motorbikes, it's simple. Driver education, increasing the standard of the driving licence test, and then implementation and enforcement of the law. If you do not enforce the law, people will not pay attention. But at the end of the day, you have to educate drivers to what are the rules of the road. What are you meant to do when you get to a zebra crossing? Because I think a lot of people in this country don't know and certainly don't make an effort to find out. Driver education is very, very important in this instance too. Now I see throughout the country everybody suddenly painting their zebra crossings all kind of colours. And as I said, it doesn't matter if you have a fluorescent yellow. 10 UFOs flying over it. If you have nobody there to enforce the law, then it doesn't matter at all. Thailand has some of the most dangerous roads in the world. And if Thailand want to be considered as a developed country or a country leading to that direction, then it needs to get the roads in this country sorted and a lot safer because they keep touting themselves as this big tourist destination. But tourists don't come to countries where you could easily die in the road at any time because there are no laws and it's completely lawless out there. And a story that has been in the news quite a bit over the last couple of days. Cannabis, hemp, green-lighted to be decriminalised in Thailand. However, recreational use remains banned. Thailand's Narcotic Control Board today endorsed the Ministry of Public Health's draft announcement on decriminalising cannabis and hemp. 
by removing the two plants from Category 5 of the drug list, which will pave the way for their legal cultivation. Public Health Minister Anutan Sharavakul said that the remaining drugs in Category 5 will include opium, magic mushrooms, and extracts of cannabis which contain more THC than 0.2% by weight. He explained that a regulation will have to be issued if the extracts of cannabis are to become legitimate and that the extract must only be used for medical, research, industrial, health or food processing only. This means that recreational use will remain banned. Members of the public who want to grow cannabis or hemp are advised by the ministry to wait for the new ministerial announcement to come into force so that there will be no more confusion about whether cannabis can be grown legally. He said, however, that those who want to plant cannabis must register with the authorities concerned and if they want to produce extracts from the plant, they will have to get official permission. The Bumjai Thai party, led by Anutan, will propose its drafted bill on the use of cannabis and hemp to Parliament tomorrow. The law is expected to come into effect 120 days after an announcement is published in the Royal Gazette. Asked whether the ministry can prevent abuse of the relaxation of controls of cannabis, Anatan said that he hopes Thai people will respect the law. People should make use of the benefits of cannabis and not its negative side, said the minister. So cannabis has become or will become in about 120 days legal to grow. However, uh, recreational use is still banned. I know a lot of people have been confused about that and I think this will add some clarity to the whole situation if you're interested in it. And another hot story that just uh, came out today, COVID to be declared endemic by year's end in Thailand. The Public Health Ministry plans to declare COVID-19 an endemic disease by the end of this year using its own criteria and with or without World Health Organization confirmation. Health Permanent Secretary Kitapung Wangkrajit announced the intention after a meeting of the Ministry's National Communicable Disease Committee on Thursday. Dr Kitipum said the committee planned to declare COVID-19 endemic before the end of the year on its own academically accepted criteria. The criteria were no more than 10,000 new cases a day, the fatality rate does not exceed 0.1% and more than 80% of at-risk people have received two doses of vaccine, he said. The Public Health Ministry was of the view that COVID-19 had spread for over two years, trends showed the disease was under control and was now not too severe, Dr Kittipum said. In principle, the disease could spread, but it's not severe. The fatality rate is acceptable. There can be waves of the disease, but importantly, people must have adequate immunity. People must be vaccinated and treatment systems efficient. After these criteria have been met for a while, this disease can be declared endemic in Thailand, he said. When the situation is promising and the criteria fulfilled, the ministry will make an announcement. The Permanent Secretary for Health said officials would take action to speed up the process towards the announcement rather than waiting for the disease to naturally become endemic by itself or for the WHO to declare it an endemic disease. Otherwise, it would take too long, he said. After COVID-19 was declared endemic, the government would treat patients according to their individual needs and may require everyone or only patients to wear face masks, Dr Kittipum said. At present, the National Communicable Disease Committee requires everyone to wear a face mask while in public places. Violators can be fined up to 20,000 baht. Detailed criteria and appropriate future measures have yet to be decided, he said. Well, there you go. Thailand is going to 
or plan to declare COVID endemic here in the country at some point this year. Now, excuse my skepticism on this because I just don't see it. In order to get to that point where they declare it endemic, and basically they're saying, look, it's just a disease like any other disease, we can treat it. That means all these different restrictions that we have around the country still should be gone. Face masks should be gone. There'll be no need to isolate or quarantine if you get COVID or if you're a close contact. There'll be no need to do rapid antigen tests to go onto an island for two nights. All that should be gone. Now, in order to build people up to that kind of confidence of not wearing a mask here in Thailand and getting back to that kind of a lifestyle, I think they need to do this slowly over a period of time and start with treating people with dignity and respect when they get COVID or when they're close contacts by not having to have them quarantining for and isolating for seven days or 10 days if you do get COVID, you know, for not putting people into isolation when they've had four vaccines and they're negative for COVID. Now, that doesn't sound like a country to me that is moving towards endemic. Now, I actually would hope and would welcome such a move because it would mean that the country could reopen again properly. We could start to see tourism come in. We could start to see money coming into Thai people's hands and see them start to make a good living again. I would love to see it, but I just don't know how brave the government really are. It's one thing for a public health ministry to say that. It's another thing for the prime minister of the country to give the nod and say, yes, that's the way forward for us. Everything Thailand has done over the last two years has been as cautious as can be. And this, to me, is reckless when you look at it from the way they've behaved over the past two years. You know, it's like going from one extreme to the other with them. So my hope is, yes, it will happen. But I'd love to know what you guys think. Do you think Thailand will? this year declare before the World Health Organization even announces it COVID as endemic do you think this is all talk to kind of maybe give the country a little bit of boost I'd love to know your opinions guys as always down below in that comment section and next up test and go a boost for Thai tourism following an improvement in Thai tourism during the festive season in December the industry faced a rocky start to the new year due to the rise of Omicron the highly transmissible COVID-19 variant the fresh wave of infections prompted the government to put stringent measures in place by suspending the test and go scheme, hindering the return of tourists during the peak travel season. Test and go has to generate more tourism arrivals once the viral situation improves, said Kongsat Konpusakorn, president of the Thai Hotels Association Southern Chapter. Even though news and research suggest that Omicron is not as lethal as first feared, the reopening must be conducted carefully over the long run to prevent the emergence of new variants. Mr. Kongsak said that even though the resumption of test and go can ease the travel experience for tourists, priority was to revive the confidence and keep cases low at around 1 to 2,000 per day. The number of arrivals in Phuket is expected to remain at 9,000 arrivals per day, of which 2 to 3,000 will be foreigners, mostly from markets like Russia, Germany, the US and Israel throughout March. Fewer tourists are anticipated in April as it marks the beginning of low season. Mr. Kongsak said 1,000 hotels had already reopened from the 2,500 hotels in total, but only 50 to 60% of workers are employed due to the lack of tourists. He said that there was still intense competition and heavy room rate discounts of more than 60% to lure guests. Phuket will see moderate growth as Omicron dominated the peak season and disrupted the ongoing recovery, Mr. Kongsak said. 
Hotels and the Tourism Authority of Thailand must accelerate their marketing campaigns and inform tourists about the resumption of Test and Go to capture the remaining demand before the high season ends, said Mr. Pongsakorn Ketprakorn, President of the Tourism Council of Panya. Tourism operators in Panya expect to see more growth with at least 40% occupancy, as seen last month from Test and Go travellers who can register again from February 1st. As the country must wait for a new flow of tourists following the recent relaxation in the requirements, domestic visitors are the key market to support the travel industry, said Mr. Pongsakorn. Operators aim to introduce a Kaolak surf passport for tourists to enjoy surfing at famous surf spots and stay at local hotels that offer special promotions. The campaign will be launched along with the latest phase of We Travel Together, a hotel subsidy in February. Mr. Kongsak said We Travel Together is crucial to boost domestic trips while waiting for the next high season. He hopes the scheme will continue until September to allow operators to maintain steady revenue. It has become kind of concerning that these experts and industry leaders within the hospitality business at the moment seem to not be addressing the core reason why people are not traveling to Thailand, which is fundamentally the two PCR tests that you have to do and undertake and the mandatory hotel quarantine on the first night and now the new mandatory hotel for day five. They're just not addressing the issues that are really there and stopping tourists from coming abroad. It's not two tests, PCR tests. Now they're expensive enough. It's actually three because don't forget, you have to have a test before you leave as well. So basically in the space of eight days, you have to have three RT-PCR tests. And to me, that's over and beyond what anyone would do to be able to go on a holiday. And they don't seem to be addressing these kind of issues. They've nearly become resigned to the fact that they're going to exist and they think people are just gonna jump through these hoops to come to Thailand. And it's just not the case anymore. There are a lot of other destinations that require maybe just a test before you leave, but nothing on arrival. Now, I read uh, an interesting article earlier today and people spoke about, well, they don't really have an issue with the test before they leave, the 72-hour. But certainly on arrival, again, only a couple of days later, and then five days later after that, it's just too much. I think a very good idea and it'd be something they should start to trial because they want to move to this endemic endgame because if they do that, surely the test come into the country would have to go, right? Well, what about if you just start using rapid antigen tests at the airport? 72 hours before you leave, you do your test, your RT-PCR test, and on arrival in the airport, you do a quick rapid antigen test, and then if you're negative, you move on. How about try that out? No quarantine in the room, no coming back in five days. I think that would be a positive step forward for Thailand right now, because all their health officials are talking about how things are getting better. Omicron is not as deadly or not as severe when it comes to symptoms. So if that is what's going on, and we know Thailand has plenty of COVID within it, I think the chances of a tourist contracting COVID in Thailand is a lot higher than them bringing it in after being tested 72 hours before they leave and then a quick rapid antigen test on arrival. That's just my opinion. And I think that would be something that would be acceptable to a lot of tourists. So what do you guys think? Do you think that could be a way forward for Thailand, especially for a country that is striving for the endemic game plan? Would love to know your thoughts, guys, as usual, down below in that comment section. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Scathing Phuket Hospital Report Spurs Action. 
Phuket officials have launched a public relations offensive after a scathing report about the state of the hotel isolation quarantine in effect in Phuket was published by journalist Jonathan Miller, famous for being the first foreign correspondent to interview the king after he was crowned king of Thailand. Foreigner shot at Patong Resort Patong police have confirmed the arrest of a Thai man for shooting a foreign man at a resort in Patong in the early hours of this morning. And finally, Phuket Immigration have confirmed COVID visa extensions until March 25th. All other visas roll back to pre-COVID times. Phuket Immigration has confirmed that COVID visa extensions will continue to be provided through to March 25th, but the extension to stay for foreigners on non-emigrant visas will no longer be automatically issued. Instead, the requirement will now roll back to pre-COVID conditions. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.